Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. 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 Yeah, nice to see you all again. Well, like we said. Yeah, exactly. I have a very vivid imagination, and I see you around this make-believe table I'm sat at. Ah, of course. Mm. We have to draw the listeners in. Make them yes. feel that we like each other and meet up regularly. I draw them in as in, like, in pencil and stuff. We, we, I mean, mm. we, we like each other, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't need to meet <laughs> up regularly. I mean... Fleeting <laughs> <laughs> comment in a uh, message app. That, that's all we really need. That is all we need. I mean, what do people want, really? I know you're alive. You exactly. Know alive. Exactly. You don't need to speak to your friends every month. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got friends that I haven't spoken to in years. Are they friends then, love? Yes. How are they? Oh, okay. You Just... don't understand, do you? You, you? you, you, If you don't speak to one of your friends for like a week, it's like, are we still friends anymore? Yeah, a little bit. For, for us, it's just like, oh, there he is again. <laughs> Hasn't say, changed a bit. Like the youth of today, isn't it? Really. You know, yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I don't I didn't speak to Matt for like two years and then we just met back up in a pub and continued on. <laughs> we we yeah, pretty much yeah. picked up the same conversation from where we were before. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> in fact, I want to say you've like crashed at my, on my couch at least one of the times that we'd had a big gap in seeing each other. Just you know, yeah, I Matt. just turned up and it was it was pretty much identical except you had a beard now, and that yeah. was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, to be fair. When I got married to Matt, I hadn't met you, Cookson. The first time I met you was three days before my wedding. Yeah. And you guys were all chummy. I'm like, I don't know who this bloke is. <laughs> this is this is Cookson. <laughs> yeah, come on, Flo, keep up. <laughs> very, very little has changed since I last saw him. <laughs> since I'm getting married now. But apart from that... So, so when much... your groomsman is Cookson, who's Cookson? He's a mate. Okay, then. I guess Cookson. <laughs> I feel like you were sat there going like, he doesn't have friends. Who are these made up people? Is he losing his mind? <laughs> oh no, really I was like thinking, damn, I ended up with Matt out of all of these stud muffins. I mean they're very oh, cruel. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look. I know that I am your fearless leader in this podcast adventurer. <laughs> CEO of our little company that isn't a real company, and I, I know that has a certain level of attraction, but you need to hold yourself back. Okay, I will. See, yeah. This is why we don't meet up. <laughs> You're going to edit out my snort, right? No. Nope. Why would I do that? Amplify it. <laughs> Enhance. Slow it down. Play it back. Cool, cool, Echo. Cool, cool, cool. Oh. Add it to it, make a button. Just yeah. press, press the snort button, like like local radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah we need audio drops. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Dick Fate, our barbarian. And last week, a little bit of a shorter episode, but you guys got to meet uh, a new friend. Rorik Grimthorn, a dwarven cleric who travelled a very long way on a bit of a divine mission to try to put a stop to all this giant nonsense. He's not gone into all the details on that yet, but he kind of gave you an overview of broadly why he was here, and turns out he's related to someone you know, and you had some unfortunate information to share with him that 
he's processing at the minute. Um, he's not. He's in that situation where he can't do a lot about it right this second, but it's definitely on his mind what's happened to his poor brother Balin. And in exchange of uh, a few pleasantries, he actually finally healed Sophia's uh, poor flagging wisdom, got rid of the last traces of the color out of space, and made you feel whole again. Congratulations to you. I... Yeah, I, I thought about this, and even though I have not had this wisdom for the past year in, in actual, like, real time, I'd like to think that it was a headache that I couldn't get rid of, and now my mind is clear, and all my worries and tension is gone, and I am at peace with the world. You're no longer looking up Blood Home on Right Move. Yes, <laughs> Go back there. <laughs> you're, you're actually thinking now... Yeah, Rose, Rose Tinted Spectacles are gone. It's kind of a shithole, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was a shithole. <laughs> it was a bit grey. You guys kind of came to a bit of an agreement that as you're all heading roughly in the same direction, you'd help each other out. But Rorik was a little bit concerned about these yetis, and he didn't really want to be getting chased by them all the way across the mountain. So he wanted to find out what was going on, maybe find out what was driving them in this direction, and put a stop to it if he could. And you guys agreed that, yeah, we don't really want these yetis following us, so let's go to their source. And, oh, you got there. You've gotten to a, uh, a cave that had some strange flashing lights going off inside. And then two yetis came bursting out into the daylight. One, very similar to the ones you saw before, you know, this big... It's like a... It's like a cross between a gorilla and a polar bear. It's like got this big white shaggy fur, ram's horns, but it's, they sort of stand upright, very mus, very muscly, clawed hands, that sort of thing. Good at climbing and going through snow and stuff like that. Very quick creatures. And then you saw the big yeti, the one that's twice this other creature's size. Yeah, it's big old yeti. You got one stood here. It's probably about I don't know, twelve foot tall. The other one's getting closer to like. 16, 17 feet. This one's nearly as big as a giant. Not quite, but it's, it's certainly getting up there. And big lad. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute unit of a yeti. Mm. In fact, actually, looking at his size, he, he probably would be as big as some giants, maybe as big as a hill giant, which you guys have fought before. It is big, it is nasty. It's also looking very hungry, and it's just been chased out of its cave by something. Unfortunately, that has set it on a direct collision course with this... Tasty-looking group of adventurers nearby. Wait a minute. Okay, so there were, there were flashing lights. They're coming out hungry. So they're coming out of a nightclub after a piss-up. Yeah. Exactly. And now they're looking yep. for a kebab van. Yeah. Yep. And we exactly. look like kebabs. Exactly. I look like cheesy chips. Oh, cheesy chips. Yeah. All oh. oh, right. I, I, pre I completely agree with these yetis. I'm like, yeah, get some meat. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you're the meat. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're the meat sometimes the meat is yeah sometimes you eat the meat sometimes the meat is you yeah or you lick the bone sometimes you lick the bone mm -hmm. and uh what i was hinting at before with the different types of yetis you'll find this large one is known as an abominable yeti nasty creature and you're about to find out why so i mean i guess we should jump in and let's roll initiative okay so there's that thing that the 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 smaller yeti did mm-hmm that froze me, but we're all immune to that now, right? No. For the next 24 hours, I thought? Yes, those of us who passed the test, yeah. Woohoo, 20. Okay, I'm just, I'm just checking, all right? Just checking. Uh, R4 for 16. 
Ooh. Bloody hell, though. <laughs> and Tommy with a nine. Fantastic. Tommy That's can never 21. roll high. How can you get a I, 21 I, when you roll a one? Jesus. I, still, I, I still think there's a problem with Tommy's initiative. I'm not, You're mixing it up with my initiative. No, because... <laughs> Yeah, um, oh. Sophia does not have a plus 16 initiative. Plus nope. 20 initiative. What? And mine's come up with a plus zero initiative mod. Yeah, something's not quite looking right there. Me, no, it's me... not. Yeah, I don't know why you've got 16 in your initiative bonus. Well, no. What am I supposed to have? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> right. It's still doing plus and... zero for Tommy. What's Tommy oh. got? Tommy should have seven. Yes. Why should I have a zero and he has seven, dickhead? Because, well, because, well, no, no. So I've got a plus two to my initiative bonus. So my initiative bonus is a seven. Because I automatically get a five because of my, um, my dex, which is a deck, which is a seven modifier. Right. Okay. So I have advantage. So I have 16. My advantage. Well, my initiative is 16. That was weird. Something, something weird still going on with that. I'm not entirely sure where it's, what it's pulling from. Because none of those numbers make any sense to me. There is no seven in that hovering over it at all. So um, I will just take the fifteen, I guess. I don't know. Are you happy with that, Cookson? You can take the fifteen. Because I mean, I, I I physically can't roll. Well, let's get you on the, you on yeah. the board with the fifteen. Okay. I'll take I'll take the fifteen, and we'll try and sort that out later. Yeah, we always say that. Well, no, it's well... It, it, it's it's this is the second time it's messed up, but I'm pretty sure it's been okay in between. So yeah, it was working. Yeah. Sure, we'll have a look at it another time. So, yeah. initiative. Dick Fates, speedy as ever with a 20. Rorik Grimthorn, bringing up just behind him with a 19. Sophia, 16. And then Tommy, the uh, regular Yeti, and R4 are all sat at 15. So we'll do a little back and forth between you and me there. And then mm-hmm. my abominable Yeti is a bit slow at an 8. Now, we are still in this difficult terrain, this heavy snow. Um, so half movement for everyone. And I guess, Dick, you are up first. So you see these two huge, savage creatures, just blood vessels popping in their eyes, howling this terrifying, chilling howl that just cuts straight through you. Something that, if you just heard it echoing throughout the mountains, you just take it as an ill omen of bad things to come. And, uh... These are the bad things, and you faced two of them up close and personal in the last fight, and they were nasty. They are brutal, these creatures. And this one looks a lot bigger, so what are you doing? Uh, so I can only go 20 feet in the snow. So Dick's gonna, uh, if they're, if they're like, Dick's gonna like, you know, war cry back at them like, ah, time to die, bitches! And uh, Dick is uh, gonna rage and run forwards. Uh, the his full movement of 20 feet. I'm guessing your boots don't do anything, then. They don't make me move faster. They just mean that the cold doesn't hit me. Mm, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I think that will end my turn. If I, I will, can I hold an action if I've moved? Yes, push go. Yeah, I will hold an action to attack then. Sure. What's your trigger? Just anything getting in range? Yeah, basically anything getting within range. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay then, um, let's say Rurik is up next, and unfortunately being in heavy snow really impacts him quite a bit, so he can't really get to the front here, as he is a dwarf, so he is a bit uh, slow on the uptake, but he will move up. He can move 
12 and a half feet. Yeah. That's shit. Round it up to 13, just puts him in that square, since we do 5 by 5 squares anyway. So he's going to follow Dick Fate, trudging through the heavy snow, and... Well, my man here is a pure cleric, so he's going to cast some spells. What's he going to go with? Let's say... Yeah, let's, uh... We'll go with a classic. Good old cleric spell. If he can't get close to the creatures, that doesn't mean he should lose an opportunity. He is going to cast Guiding Bolt. So... Guiding Bolt, ranged attack spell. He is a plus seven to hit, so let's try Thin the Herd. Since these creatures are barreling towards him, he's going to shoot this Guiding Bolt at the smaller Yeti. So Rurik pulls out this very fancy-looking Warhammer he's got and holds it aloft in one arm, and he actually fires the Guiding Bolt almost channeled through the Warhammer and shot at the Yeti. Natural 19, so that's a, that's a definite hit. And... 46 radiant damage. Okay, 14 points of radiance. Against a tiny yeti. Tiny yeti. <laughs> but the yeti is still big. Yes. Um, as he fires this blazing guiding bolt towards the creature, it hits, and you watch some of its uh, fur absorbs a bit of that impact, but it takes serious damage. But you watch as the glow of the energy washes over the creature, highlighting it and giving whoever attacks it next advantage. That will Excellent. be me. Yes, Sophia, you're up next. Whoop whoop! Let's go with my bow and arrow with advantage. Just for this attack, right? Yep, just for the first attack. 25 and 10. 25 is a definite hit. Attack number one. Uh, now I'm going to try and go for its eye. Maybe if it can't see me, it can't hurt me. Oh, <laughs> uh, a 10 and a 3. That was really bad. Okay, well, your first arrow was on the mark, but as soon as that uh, glittering divine guidance disappears, the second one goes a little bit wild as this creature kind of goes down on all fours and starts barreling towards uh, Mr. Dick Fate as he's in the front. Tommy, you're up next. Right. Well then, Tommy is going to ready his rifle with malicious intent. He's going to take out the... Um, yeah, the rifle and um, actually, I wonder. Yeah, let's um, let's try a violent shot again. I think. Um, so on the, uh, smaller yeti or the big one? Uh, on the big one, he hasn't t hasn't taken attack yet, so um, mm. taken or taken action yet. So it's an automatic advantage, and um, yeah, I'll get a plus two to the firearms misfire score. Okay. Okay. So shooting with my rifle with advantage. Uh, a 23 and 16, plus an additional d12, because I did a violent shot. Uh, another 8, and plus my sneak attack score, which is 2d6. Now, and an 11 on that. That was nice. Yeah, cracking shot from you there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys all thought uh, Rogar was the one to watch with raw damage. I'm telling you, the gunslinger rogue scales very well. <laughs> It's it's not bad as as the levels increase. Yeah. Um, all right. Cracking shot from you there, Tommy, as you uh, go for a violent blow to the side of this much larger creature, and you just watch dark blood scatter all over the snow as you uh, deal it a devastating hit. And another shot um, with advantage against it as well with my pistol, well, with my last rights rather. Uh, a twenty-four and nine, and. Um, 
a d4's worth of another two points worth of necrotic damage on top of that as well. Oh, two good hits there. And in the meantime, um, I'm going to move up a little bit, so I can't... Um... Trees. Yeah, trees. Trees or bushes. Yeah, so looking in this area, obviously it's covered in snow and snow banks. There's some rocks around you near, obviously, where the mountain starts, and there are a bunch of trees just yeah, to trees, uh, okay. break up line of sight. Yeah, I'm going to move up just, just a tiny bit in case I'm, I need to wade into combat. So let's go up. Just, um, actually, I wonder if they've got any kind of ranged breath attacks or anything. Nah. We're in a big line at the moment, so that's not great. If I go, if I'm even to the trees, will I be able to see them through the trees? Uh, yeah, you can see them through the trees. They're not. It's not like a forest or anything. It's okay. just a few scattered trees. So I'll move up um, to about here, behind the trees, just so we're in a bit of a, a defensive semicircle almost. Mm. Okay, that's me. Now it is the small Yeti's turn, and well, he's going to do what he was planning to do, which is barrel straight forward and Dick Fature in the front. So. As he comes into melee range, take your swing. Woohoo! <laughs> As you were prepared for this charge, having seen it up close and personal last time. Yep. And that's going to be a swing and a miss with a massive 10. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Unfortunately, with a 10, I mean, this creature is not armored, but has a very tough hide, and your sword, huh? sharp though it may be, just bounces off its fur and muscle. Yeah. Too tough for you there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to open. It doesn't know that you guys have faced other Yeti, so it's going to open with its chilling gaze, which affects everyone. However, I want to say you're all immune apart from Rurik. Yep. Yeah, we, we all had to make the check last time. Okay, so if you're immune, I believe you're also immune to the cold part of it, so it's just Rurik who has to take the save. So DC 13 con save for Rurik. Uh, 16. All good. Mm. So he passes... And yeah, I don't even think he takes any damage if he passes it. Don't recall needing to. Yeah, I think if you pass, you're completely fine. So Rurik uh, stares this thing's chilling gaze dead back in its eyes and uh, shrugs it off like the stoic dwarven cleric of Moradin that he is. Good lad. And, Good lad. Yeah. However, Dick Fate's gonna reap the whirlwind right now as these claws are going for your throat, Dick. Yeah. This one. Natural twenty. Oh, jeez. Seriously? Oh, it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling that um, that, that na naming your character's surname Fate may have been... Um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, go on, go on. Let, let's see. Let's work out these halves. Yeah, so that's 11 points of slashing damage total. The 7 points of cold damage, which you can half because of your boots. Well, I'm raging as well, so a half, half. Uh, did you say you were raging? Yep. Hmm. I, must admit, I, I don't remember you saying it, but uh, it's fine. You know, obviously, free action to do on your turn anyway, so cool. Okay, fine. Half, half, half for the cold. Yes, okay, so that will be a six. Oh, what? No, two. Six and a two. Okay, so uh, you brace yourself, and this thing comes with a brutal swing just for your throat, but you're, you're a tough half-orc, tough barbarian. You weather that first attack. Second one. Uh, 16? I don't think that's good enough against you. Nope. Uh, second one, you just bat away with your shield, and, uh, well, these creatures got no less vicious in the uh, few hours since you last fought them. <laughs> yeah. R4 is his turn. R4, R4. 
He he's going to move up slightly, and he's going to take a shot with his rifle, the wolf's fang. And that's just a normal straight up attack. A 23 and a ooh, a misfire, I think. Thought the uh, that's, happened that's only with on the, the hit. Yeah. Oh no, on the hit. Sorry. Oh, sorry. The, uh, yeah, you are. You are right. Uh, and just just six points of damage. But he uh, hit. But he hit with a twenty-three, awesome. which is a good hit. Solid yeah, hit. hit. Was that on the larger yet, sorry, or the small one? Uh, that was on the larger one. Okay. So yes, he uh, steadies his arm, raises up Wolf's Fang, and following in your footsteps there, Tommy takes a cracking shot on this larger Yeti. Doing more damage. This thing's, you know, it's taking a few wounds here, bleeding a little bit, which uh, shows up very, uh, very easily on its white fur and the white snow. But it's still coming at you. Is uh, our four moving up at all? Is he staying there? He's no, he's going to stay there for now in the hopes that he can bring round for a flank or something in a bit. Okay. Then it is Mayetti's turn. Oh, God. Okay. It's going to move up next to its smaller brethren. And I mean, there's questions here of what I go with. Mm. And I think... I think a surrender is probably a good idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a runaway with, with tail maybe. between legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds like what this creature would do, I think. I mean, yeah, clearly. Mm. <laughs> Actually, it's going to go for its chilling gaze, and unfortunately for you guys, you're not immune to its version. How is it different? Because it is an abominable yeti. Oh, for fuck's sake. And uh, just to read you here what it says for the normal yeti, the target is immune to the chilling gaze of all yetis, brackets, but not abominable yetis, for one hour. <laughs> and what that's is it. this? What is this bullshit? <laughs> This is... What the fuck? Oh, Why did we not read the small print, evidently? <laughs> I don't think you do generally read, read the small print when you're just taking a spell to the face. of. <laughs> so, um, could... Let's, uh, let's measure this out, because I want to say, could everyone... Yep, yeah, even Tommy. Could oh, everyone... Fuck's sake, I moved away. Make... I know, it's 30 feet, my friend. Everyone make me a con saving throw, please. And fingers crossed on this one. Twenty-two. Twenty-five. Nice. Fuck, that's that's going to Twenty for Rurik. Twenty-two. Nine for R4. Oh an R4. R4. Ooh. That that's some annoyingly high rolls. I'm not a fan <laughs> of any of this. Yeah. I'm loving it. <sighs> I was gonna look some of that shit. <laughs> so R4 is paralyzed. And he's going to take 66 cold damage. 6 D6, not 66. Yes. Like one more than 65. Oh, no. 15. Bad for me. Still, 15. still not great. No. Hmm. Still not what, um, what R4 wants, really, from today. Lucky I had some low rolls in there. But there you go. Bit of cold damage as this yeti casts its eyes at all of you and you just feel this chill run through your body and luckily you're all hardy adventurers and it's maybe uh, a positive to see that rurik is as well as he also shrugs this off but unfortunately r4 not quite so lucky as he is frozen in place figuratively and literally doesn't have a huge amount of hit points either so yeah not great and now it's time for some claw attacks against mr dick fate because Meh, fuck this all. 
Uh, first one. That would be a 30. Shit, the bad. That would hit. Yeah, that's uh, 14 points of slashing damage, 5 points of cold. Okay. okay. And second claw, as this thing this this thing is so huge, and the closer it gets, the the more you realize that this thing is it's it's a it's like a different breed to the other yetis you fought, and it swings this massive claw towards you, almost knocks you off your feet. But you brace yourself and take the damage just as it comes round with a real haymaker of another claw swing, and a twenty six. Jesus, same amount of damage as well. <laughs> yeah. You guys watch as a dick gets battered around a little bit there by the much larger yeti. Yeah, not good. <laughs> mm. Not a fan. Not a fan. No. no. I think we should run. Well, we'll see. Oh, I'm not oh, saying. I'm, 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 yeah. Not, <laughs> not actually in gameplay. All right then, Mr. Dick Fate, it is your turn. You are now, once again, the only thing stopping your party being overrun by yetis. What do you do? Yeah, this is a, this is a typical, typical day for Dick already. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to attack the big one, aren't I? Because that's what Dick would do. So, um, yeah, uh, let's take a swing at it. Oh my god, I'm rolling so badly. Uh, a 12, which I'm assuming is a miss. On the big Eddie? Yeah, that's a miss. Yep. And another one. Oh, 11, which oh. is another miss. You, you uh, wasted all those good rolls on the con saves. <laughs> I did, I did. And how big is this thing? It is huge. Huge. So I cannot... Shield bash. No, I can't, I can't shield bash it. It's too big. Yeah. You, uh, That's what she you take, said. <laughs> you take two, unfortunately, ineffective swings. I mean, you're hitting this creature, but its hide is so much thicker and tougher than the other yetis, and your sword's just not finding any purchase or cutting power. And then you try a backhand smack with your shield, but this thing doesn't budge. It is terrifyingly strong. <laughs> yeah. Is that your turn, Dick? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's screw like, uh, better help, guys. Mm. Well, it is Rurik's turn next. Ooh, what does he do? He's got some options. Definitely got some options. You can do it. You can do something. A lot of spells that I've never used before. <laughs> All the god-bothering spells. The question is just how hard does he want to go in this fight? What else may be uh, lurking up ahead this day? But Oh, you know. You tell us. Well, <laughs> Rurik doesn't know. That's the problem. Right now I'm Rurik. All I can see is two massive yetis beating the crap out of this half-orc I've just met. How much do I like this half-orc? So, uh, Rurik takes his warhammer in both hands and feels like he can get up close and personal with these creatures. And as he walks up to join you, Dick Fate standing side by side with a half-orc, something that he's not accustomed to doing, but he's going to walk up there and give you a bit of uh, support. And as he does so, he raises that warhammer to the sky and just goes, In Mordodin's name! We shall conquer these beasts! And he casts Crusader's Mantle upon himself as he starts to glow with this radiant golden light. And everyone within 30 feet of him, you all get blessed by this aura and you deal an extra 1d4 radiant damage when you hit with a weapon attack. Oh, nice. Mm. Nice. So For how long? He's, uh, it's concentration up to a minute. Wow. So uh, that's going to be Rorik's turn. 
let's start concentrating on that, and he's going to just find some uh, physical backup there as well. Ooh, sweet. Sophia, your turn. You hit. Remember that radiant damage. Oh, how much is it again? 1d4. 1d4. Righto. What do I want to do? I... Does anyone look really, really, really injured? It's looking a bit beat up. Yeah. Well, um, Dick. Yeah. The the smaller Yeti looks like it's taken quite a bit of damage. The bigger one, it's been hit a few times by Tommy and R4, but it's uh, still going strong. Even my healing shit isn't very good. Good Dick, to be honest. Let's go with Guiding Bolt, because actual spells might actually work nowadays. <laughs> you never you know. know. <laughs> yeah. It, it would it would be nice to the smaller yeti. Okay, so you're gonna guide and bolt the smaller yeti. Fifteen. Fifteen. That more like it. hits and eighteen Lovely. points of radiance. Plus an you extra. No, no, no. no. Oh, sorry. Damage. No, you said instrument. Yeah. yeah. No worries. My bad. So you uh, launch your own ball of grey crackling light straight from Colinvor and smash it into the face of this. Uh, smaller yeti and it takes a devastating amount of radiant damage you know feeling that cleric juice flow back through you again, i like Sophia. it i like <laughs> it a lot it makes me happy as the light kind of settles around this creature it's you know still going but it's very hurt now probably on its last legs mm, i don't think i can do another unless i have another no i can't do it with a bonus action you spell can i no right i might move just slightly south, away from everybody, behind the tree. Okay. And that is me done. Cool. Tommy. Mm. Right. What should Tom do? So this Yeti's pretty, pretty um, bloody, isn't it? A smaller one is. Yeah, it's very looking very hurt, almost out of the fight, I'd say. Okay. I'm gonna. Right. Um, just gonna reread my sneak attack. It's a little, been a little while. I'm pretty sure as long as it's got an enemy within five feet of it, it counts. Um, another target of the enemy was within five feet of it. That's fine then. Okay, I'm gonna do a little shift around this tree. Um, 16 feet, 15.4, about there, about to there. Okay, so moving up around this tree. Um, I'm gonna take a shot at the smaller Yeti with the last rites. Uh, just a regular shot. Uh, 14. 14. This Yeti is not that tough. So a 14 hits the shot from the last rites, just taking this thing's jaw clean off as it collapses to the ground. I won't even bother adding the, um, the extra stuff on there or the sneak attack onto that one. So that's mm -hmm. good. So for the next one then, I will do the same thing uh, with the last rites. Second shot. This time I am going to add my sneak attack onto it. That's a 13 though on the big one. 13 is not good enough on the big no. one. No. Okay, I won't add my sneak attack on that one. Do I have to call for my, using my sneak attack or is it just one attack? I think it's only one attack gets a sneak attack for a round if I remember It correctly. is, but I don't, I don't know if I have to say that I'm going to use my sneak attack or whether I, I just... I think it happens on the first attack you make. I oh, so that, so, that, so that first one got... The first attack against anything or the first attack against a creature? I'm just trying to work uh, out. I think it is the first attack you personally make. Okay. Because so, I, I guess you're not sneaky if you're mid. Prob attack, probably not. I suppose. Probably not. <laughs> that would make sense. Okay. In which case, I'll use my offhand attack um, with the last right. Will I? 
against the big one. Or shall I move up a bit more? I might dash, see if I can get around the other side of it. Yeah, that's a few. Yeah, see if we can start get up, getting a flank going. So 15 feet takes me to that tree there, yeah. Let's move up a bit further. So we're there. As you go, trudging through the snow. Yep. So I took a couple of shots, killed that Yeti, um, missed the big one, thought, screw it, and started running around the back. Okay, right then. So it's R4's turn. He is paralyzed. And as he loses his turn, he can repeat the saving throw. So do me a con save for uh, our robot buddy R4. Come on, R4. Get his gears back into motion. A 13. 13, mm. still not good enough. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. He's not the most... Actually, he's not got a bad constitution, really. I don't know why. He's just not rolling well today. Okay, so he stays frozen. And it's the abominable Yeti's turn. Now, what's it going to do? Sees all these people lined up in front of it. Okay. Saw that it. most of you shrugged off its chilling gaze. Sees itself getting surrounded by these tiny little morsels that it just wants to eat. And, uh, well, Yetis like to keep their food on ice for a little while, you know? Chill it down a bit. So it's going to use its cold breath attack and exhale a 30-foot cone of frigid air oh, over sake. everyone but Tommy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only just got me. It's from the edge of the creature, not from the Oh, middle. fuck you. From its toe, <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah. From its mouth? I mean, that's, he, he can barely get me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shame that, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not, not a true run of sight game, I'm afraid. Oh, bullshit. So what do I have to do? All of you, apart from Tommy, make me a con save. And I will say, uh, though R4 is paralyzed, luckily for you, con saves are taken as normal. Bye, one. Oh, bollocks. Uh, 22 from R4, finally managing a con save, but not... Well, at, not at the right time, I guess. Yeah. But um... 21 from Rurik. He's a good con man. Okay, so... Looks like Dick is the only failure here, so he would take full damage minus his resistances. The rest of you guys take half damage. The total damage you would take is 47 cold damage. Hitting fuck. So I get halved, halved. Yeah. So Dick, you're not feeling too bad from that, even though you took the full brunt of it. Let's see uh, how. Else... 24 points of damage. Yep, 24 points. Not bad at a 12. Fuck you. Damn it, that was... <laughs> That was really, really lucky it was you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. And I was thinking about it healing you, motherfucker. No. Okay. What? 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 What's he done? He's done nothing wrong. Stop thinking he's Roger. He's new. <laughs> he's new. <laughs> new guy. I, I, could, I could understand. Well, then again, Rogar saved your life on several occasions. I could understand yeah, why well. Doesn't count. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, keeping up the high con save, Rorik passes his concentration check, so you've still got the uh, Crusader's mantle applying to you all. Whoop, whoop. Nice one. So uh, that now becomes relevant as Dick Fate. It is your turn. Woohoo! Alright, can I hit something? In fact, you know what? Screw it, because I need to hit it, and uh, I haven't hit it yet. So this could be a bad idea, but it could, it, it could, it could work. Uh, I'm going to attack it savagely. Ooh, a savage attack. Wait, is it savage, savagely or what's the word I'm looking for? 
Reckless, I think. Reckless right. Right. I thought I thought you had more different attacks. I was like, ooh, is this is new. I do, have, I do have savage attack, but that's something different. Okay. A reckless attack, so, which gives me advantage. <laughs> I'm just imagining Lily Savage now. Huh. <laughs> uh, so that is a 17 with 12 plus the d4. Yeah. A uh, one. So 13 points of damage if that hits. That does hit, and uh, nice. As as you swing that long sword through the air, he watches it just briefly catches a light with that divine radiance provided by your new friend, and yeah, 13 points of damage finally cuts into this creature. And let's go for the second attack. Oh god, and I still miss on the second attack. Uh, yeah, that's, 13. Uh, that's definitely a shame. <laughs> and now I'm just gonna huddle back behind my shield and pray. Okay, and it is Rorik's turn next. You know what? He's, uh, he's spelled up as much as he feels he needs to. He's going to take his own swings at this creature. First one with his warhammer, he's going to swing it two-handed. Uh, 23. Five right. points of damage, plus an additional uh, one point of radiance. So six points of damage. As he brings the warhammer around, cracks this thing square on the kneecap and tries to bring it low so he can aim for the head. And with 21 and 11 points of damage, he clocks this thing square on the jaw. And the extra radiant, two more on top of that. So... 13 points total. Not enough to fell the creature, but it felt that. May have chipped a few teeth. Sophia, you are up. And follow off Rorik's lead. Hmm. Bow it, shall we? With Zan's resolve, going to attack. 16? 16 is good enough, and you get the extra radiance as well. Woohoo! 14 in total. Okay. First bolt strikes home. Second. 18. And a d4. I do like that spell, by the way. That's 13 in total. Ooh, nasty looking arrows right in this thing's chest. I mean, it's bleeding heavily, but it's still standing. By second wind, there is. Oh, this could be another. There could be more out there. Um, R4 is immobile. Yep, still. Yeah. Dick had a lot of hits. So let's second wind this motherfucker. No, that's not the word. Action surge. That's the one. Not Action bad. surge, yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brain farts. Today is mispronounceabilities day. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait for your turn. Oh, I will. 21 and 10 radiant damage. Okay. And last one. 21 and 17 radiant damage. To the 17. Jaw. So you quickly fire off the first two arrows. They jab straight into the creature's chest. It bellows its terrifying howl at you, rips both of them out. But as it's doing so, you dig in with that adrenaline and loose two more straight through its eyes as the abominable Yeti goes down. Hey! hey. You're welcome! I was on my way around! <laughs> Is he dead yet? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Oh, did you not feel the ground shake? Uh, uh, I haven't even got into combat yet. Oh, well. You're right, Dick. <laughs> Dick. Dick be fine. Dick, 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 uh, Dick keep going for now. Do you need heals? I might have uh, something for you all if I just check this quickly. Ooh, for all of us. Yeah. Share, my friend, share. Oh, 
Rurik, from his uh, Crusader's mantle and running straight in there, is actually a war cleric. He's used to getting up close personal and uh, fighting it out, but he has some abilities, and looking around as you all guys, basically all of you have some wounds, including himself. He is going to just go, gather around me for a few minutes, friends. And he will put his warhammer and kind of like both his hands held together like a holy symbol. And he begins chanting. And over the next ten minutes, you all regain, as he casts Prayer of Healing. Okay, you all gain six hit points back. Every little helps. Every little mm -hmm. helps. For a lot of people, that's, that's quite good. Yeah, so six points to everyone, including himself. Yeah, it's very handy, actually. So you all feel slightly better, at least. Yeah, something. Definitely. Right. I have Channel Divinity Preserve Life. As an action, you present your holy symbol and invoke healing energy that can can restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. So do I just go, I will like five for me, basically? Uh, sorry, what's it do? It's five, you have a, is it a pool of hit points you divide out? Is that what it does? A hundred percent sure. Uh, read it again. As an action, you present your holy symbol and evoke healing energy that can restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Sounds like, yeah, you just... Yeah. Sounds like I have a pool of yes. points. Yes, I think it's like um, Paladin's Lay on Hands. Wait but it's only use it... I can only use it once per short rest, so I'm guessing... Is it per short rest? I would have thought as a cleric that'd be long rest, but I don't remember. Oh no, I think it was short rest, because uh, Rurik has his own thing as a war cleric, which is short rest. I think mm. it's the same. So, but if I can only use it once, do you see where I'm getting at? I'm like, well, there's no point in like saying, no, you can't have 25, because I can't yeah. use it later on. Yeah, yeah, I would divide the whole lot out between whoever needs it. Right, who needs it? Put your hand up. Um, I'm not too bad, save it for the others. Rurik will say right. he can... Top himself up a little bit more as well, rather than uh, waste yours. R four is he bad? Uh, no, he's 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 all right. Actually, he's only down nine hit points um, after oh, that. Oh fuck you! Well, no, because because yeah, but he's only got sixty. Oh, so, okay, fair enough. Fair you know, enough. he's fair, fair he, he he was he was a lot worse, but that six was <laughs> was was, was right. like a tenth of his hit points. So he's feeling a bit better now. Right. I'm down sixty nine hit points. <laughs> I'm down. About the same. So I will give you 10, and I will take 15. Okay. Sounds fair. This is your skin. Does it, though? <laughs> yeah. Rurik will heal himself up at that point if it's necessary, but if he's feeling okay right now, and everyone else is feeling all right. I'm just above half health. Yay! <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys took a beating. Yeah. Rurik will kind of, like, poke at the larger Yeti a little bit, and you guys can all see that like the ones you fought earlier, it looks quite thin and like it's clearly not eating well. And obviously, you've already pieced together that these things normally live higher up in the mountains. So um, he'll turn to you all and go, I wonder what could have scared this creature out of its cave. Uh, Take a perception check, see if there's any more. See if there's any any like other signs of Bing. damage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do, it would be, a, be an investigation if you want to try and inspect the body, see if you notice anything. Yeah, screw it, I'm going for it. I'll help. Cool. Cookson, is that okay? Yeah, you can roll with advantage if you're both checking. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you look over both the bodies and you notice on both the smaller and larger yetis, some of their fur has been burnt off. Burnt? Mm. 
like a dragon. No, no, I hope not. Definite signs of singeing. Interesting. Who was rolling a dice right then? I was cooking. I'm not rolling any dice. Not okay. physical dice, anyway. I can hear a physical dice. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That's weird, right? You're not used to it. Sound effects. Yeah. Sure, it wasn't just a button. He's got, so, a, yeah, he's, he's got a button just to freak us out every so often. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll just relay that information back anyway, that obviously we can see some burns in the on the fur of these two. So, safe to say, I think we're on the right path. I mean, did we Marvelous. disturb it? Was it atta- coming out anyway, or...? Something clearly scared these creatures out of the mines. Oh, sorry, out of the caves. We just happened to be in their path as they were fleeing. Right. Deep caves, then. Is, is this where we're going? Oh, oh, no. must admit I'm curious to see what scared off these creatures. I'm not familiar with these lands, so I don't know what could be down there. Well, it seemed like we have two options. We go to Shrine, we go see Cave. You guys choose. Right, well, much as I fucking hate it, um... Feels like the only sensible thing is to go and explore the bloody cave, doesn't it? Because, after all, we could be halfway down towards the shrine and whatever is in the bloody cave comes out to attack us, just as whatever was at the shrine comes out to attack us. And we get sandwiched in the middle of a massive clusterfuck. Okay, we go in cave. I kind of look to the... Well, Dick's Dick's pretty set. I look to the others to see what do you guys think. Right, if I use Augury, it's just a yes or a no, isn't it? Uh, Augury, yes, the wheel or woe. Yeah. It's not the, should I go in the cave or go to the shrine? Cave mm-hmm. or shrine? Yeah, it's you not can, a magic yeah. cave hole. No, but you, oh, you, you, you could ask, I guess you could ask if, if, the, um, if going into the cave is, is, is wheel or woe. But I guess it's always going to be woe, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, fuck it, let's go in the cave. Unless you have any strong inclination either way, Rook. Well, I think Tommy's got a point. We don't really want to get attacked by something behind us. And something... I don't know if you sense the same thing, Sophia, but something about this place don't seem right. Get a get an ill omen from it. And he kind of looks up to the sky a little bit, and you notice his gaze kind of point goes towards the black star and goes... I feel like there's been a lot of ill omens in the air recently. Concerns me. Yeah, yeah, probably should start paying more attention to them, really, shouldn't we? Yeah, so there was something in the sky that looked like it wasn't coming towards us. Can we still see it? Um, You guys are a lot closer to this mountain now. I mean, you can see small dots on the horizon, like going around nearby mountains. They're not any closer to you, but there's definitely flying creatures up high here. Oh no. What? Please please tell me they're not cliff races. Bad memories of Morrowind. <laughs> Fucking cliff races. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so alright. Uh... So I guess yeah, we we're, we're gonna head in then. Cool. What's the uh what's the marching order? Who can see in the dark? Tommy yeah, I can, I can, I can. Um, I can cast a spell for light. It's a th- third level spell, isn't it? There's dancing lights, which I think is a cantrip. If you've got that, well, you, you could you can also set anything. On, no, you can set anything on fire, yeah, and it yeah. will burn forever. You can set Dick Fate's 
shield on fire and it will continually burn forever. Yeah, but um, burn as in with light, but not with heat. Yes, so it won't Which hurt Which is him. annoying. I would rather something heated sometimes, you know? Well, there, is mean... heat, there is heat metal as a spell. But the nice thing about Fuse um, Flame is it doesn't last as long as a spell lasts. It's literally anything you ever set on fire for light will always remain on fire as long as it's in existence. It doesn't end when the spell ends. I mean, does then... So you've got dark vision. No, not dark vision. You know what I mean? Yes, I've got, my, I've, got, I've got my goggles, yeah. Dick, can you see in the dark? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> dwarf man, can you see in the dark? Dwarf man. I, lass, I grew up in the mountain caves. can see just fine. Ah, oh, fine. Fuck it. It's just me. Should I... If I what? have this... Drift globe. Um, yeah, fine. Drift globe. Whatever. Well, why don't, why don't I... Um, Everyone why go I, in front of me. Now, why don't I go in before everyone else and have a little scout. I'll go in stealth, see what I can see up ahead. Come back, let you know. You'll still be yeah. following behind me, but you know if if I shouldn't get um hopefully I won't get spotted and I can let you know what's going to be coming up ahead. We can tell whether to go in stealth or whether to go in guns blazing, as it were. Yep, sounds good. Anybody else? Meh, do what wish. Dick cool. Lord. All right, all right. Don't worry, Dick. You'll be hitting something again soon, no doubt. <laughs> Dick always hitting something. Yeah, yeah. That's well, um, sometimes. <laughs> you walked into that <laughs> right so um yeah tommy's gonna go stealth i think um set off a little bit away ahead of everybody else and then i guess the party can move in i don't know what order i'll stick myself at the front i'll be right at the back i can't see shit with my drift globe like bobbing mean. around yeah yeah but hopefully yeah, not affecting anybody else's. Um, I guess you, you could you could have it kind of bobbing next to you, and then if 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 for some reason you need, you need to hide it, you could always just pop it under your cloak or something. I'll just turn it off. You could do that, but that's, that's <laughs> less exciting. <laughs> pop it underneath, like some kind of like ET alien <laughs> shit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, just pop a cloak on top of it, and it'll still bob around. It could, yeah. could be a nice distraction. Oh, it um, could be. It's yeah. a floating orb of death. Yeah. Might, be, might seem more scary than it actually is. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so I, I'll, I better do a stealth check anyway. Um, uh, that's a 30. Okay. So, I mean, Tommy, you go into the cave first, and everyone starts to follow a little, a little bit later behind you, but you start to lead the way here. And with a 30... You feel pretty concealed in these shadows, unless something in there can just see regardless. But, you know, you're doing your thing. And you make your way into this cave. And as you get inside, I mean, it looks pretty typical for a cave. Though it's uh, quite high ceiling, quite large chambers. You make your way down to a first open area. And you can see quite clearly that this is where these yetis must have relocated to. You see some, uh, they're a mix of like uh, what you would probably consider their beds. They almost look like nests because it's basically broken wood and bits of leftover fur just all sort of combined together where these things were probably making a new home. Though they've been forced to uh, live together here. You see, as you're looking around and as the others are starting to come down into the darkness as well, you see that this cave isn't just closed-ended. There is further that you could go. 
and as these tunnels go in deeper into this mountain, near the entrance of those tunnels, you find two dead yetis. They are heavily singed and burnt. Lots of their fur has been completely removed by, clearly by fire. You can see the blistering of their flesh underneath. They died painfully. And in between those two yetis, you see something else. You see two pieces of armor, a chest piece and a helmet. And you would say that they look incredibly unnatural. They almost look like frozen flames made out of metal. And I mean, it's up to you if you wish to investigate closer or if you're staying at a distance. I think I'll move a little bit closer to them, yeah. See if I can do it, do an investigation. I don't want to pick them up just yet, mm-hmm. but um, but doing a bit of an investigation. Sure. Oh, you've got to pick them up. No. So, sorry. Uh, out of character, dude. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a 20. 20. You get close, and you're not quite ready to touch them yet, but you lean in quite close to these pieces of armor, and you can actually feel the heat radiating off them. They don't just look like they're flames. It's almost like you're stood in front of a fire, and you see very detailed in all the little curves of these metal flames the symbols that you've known oh so well because it was emblazoned on rogar's head for so long you see the symbol of the whispering man that black tentacled sun is engraved all over this armor and wonderful do me a do me a just a raw intelligence check to see if you remember something um Unskilled int. 17. Nice. 17. Looking at this armor and this helmet, no creature in sight. No remains other than these two yetis, and you know that they don't wear armor. Something jogs your memory. Maybe it's the heat from the armor. But you remember getting up close and personal with a creature that was wearing this exact same gear all the way back in the plane of fire. Hmm when a form of a fire elemental came out of the eye socket of the dead titan. But it was different to any flame elemental you'd ever seen before. It was encased in this black armor of molten flames and immediately went to attack you all. This armor looks almost identical to that very creature. I'm just gonna um just gonna carefully cut a bit of the Yeti off. I think um Nothing too gross, but just like a just a chunk of yeti. I'm just going to touch the um, touch the armor with it to see if the armor is still hot enough to burn. Sure. You hold it to it, and yeah, the the hairs of the yeti do start to catch a flame. Probably a good idea. I didn't pick up the armor then. Smart. Yeah. Okay. So um, what I might do at this point is um, pop back and um, inform the others. That perhaps we're dealing with um, some cultist fire elementals. Be on their guard. Though I think we might be able to see fire elementals in the dark. The whole, you know, glowing and fiery and that. Fair point. But yeah, I'll, I'll pop back and let everyone know. So is there no, like, bite marks or anything? It's literally just burnt to death. Well, they just, you know what I mean? What, the Yetis? Yes. They were... They're heavily burnt and seemingly just torn apart by some sort of weaponry. You do remember the creature that Tommy's describing used to wield scimitars. And maybe this uh, one wields something simi- similar. Right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. 
dick has no idea what you're talking about. Hot people. <laughs> Want to fight us. Oh, really? Right. Hot singles in our area. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't all laugh at that, but we all know what he means. <laughs> Everyone's had those pop-ups. <laughs> Never true, by the way. Never true. There are no hot signals in your area. Well, there's certainly no hot signals in my area. I do live in a strange place. I was going to say, well, I'm, I'm not single. So. I'm not. Yes, exactly. See? Yes. I'm trying See? to find something that says something about elementals. What is? What do I have that is good against elementals? Uh, I you swear could, I have something. You could, you could, you can, you can make water appear, can't you? I have no idea. Keep let's let's keep going. I mean, Conjure water. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll go back to scouting ahead now. I think, but just just to warn everybody of what we might be facing. For sure. And, and I, I make a big a point of the um, the whispering man symbol, and I tell Dick not to try and pick up the armor. Damn it. I don't know if it goes in though, or if he just goes yes, sure. Try going hat man talking again. And if you tell me not to pick it up, Dick won't pick it up. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, so I'll go back to snack scouting your head again then. Um, do you want me to do a new stealth? You can do it. We'll carry that one for anything that happens as you travel into these next areas. Okay. 23 this time, so not quite as good. Mm -hmm. 23. Okay, so, Tommy, you lead the way, and I assume everyone has to then hang back a good 60 or so feet just to make sure that they don't ruin your stealthing attempts um, as you lead the way. Once you get past the scene of this fight, you notice that the cave that you're moving through, these tunnels, look a little bit more intentionally carved out rather than just cracks in the rock. And you start to notice things. Thankfully, because of your goggles, you can see these a little bit clearer than you would have otherwise. You see that along the walls, there are pictures intentionally drawn depictions of art and writing that you don't understand I'm afraid but you can clearly see lots and lots of pictures of fire elementals of what looked like humans robed humans that's maybe druids of some description and they seem to be working in harmony with these fire elementals you see them exchanging gifts of uh, some pictures show them in what you think must be the plane of fire, like they've traveled there to see these creatures. And there's certainly some degree of harmonious, whether it's worship or just mutual respect and that sort of balance of nature that a lot of druids are into. But that's maybe what you're seeing in all these images. And something that comes up quite a few times, especially when you're seeing fire elementals depicted in these very caves, you see a circle that's been drawn circle that's covered in little symbols and you take a wild stab that maybe that's how they used to travel back and forth from the plane of fire you see a few pictures where the druids are like gathered around the circle and then a fillet and then a fire elementals in the middle of it i wonder if these are the same similar druids that we traveled with um to the plane of fire from the markings and what you're seeing that's probably not a bad guess the brothers and sisters of the purifying flame these might well be their people and mm. as you get deeper in and you're seeing more and more of these images you come into a, a larger chamber 
and you see about 15 dead druids, all of them burnt to a crisp, all in various poses of either running away or maybe they were fighting some sort of last stand, but they are completely burnt again with these deep slash wounds on their bodies, their robes, what's left of them, torn to pieces. You basically walk into a mass grave. Well, that solves the mystery of the missing druids. I think we're done here. Um, <laughs> okay, right. I wonder if it's worth reporting back about this. I think I'll press on a little bit further. Okay. As you keep going further now, you, ahead, start to see light radiating from deeper in this chamber. How much further do you want to go? Well, I'm going to assume the light is probably enemies. So I think what I'll do is I'll make my way back and uh, kind of let the rest of the guys know where this light is, and then I'm going to venture forth again to see if I can spy what's causing it. But I think I'll let them know about the dead druids, about the fact that I think it's um, the druids who went to the... Um, well, Sophia and I went to the plane of fire with, and, um, and that they're all dead. So, you know, shit happens. And then, yeah, I'll go back and carry on scouting a bit further on. See if I can find out if the light up ahead is, in fact, enemies, or if someone just left the candles on. I mean, when you come and report back, I mean, Rorik will be a little bit surprised and just go, We'll go out there away to slaughter druids. Can't say I've ever been the biggest fan of them, but they mostly just keep to themselves and prattle on about nature and balance and other poppycock. We'll go to all this trouble to slaughter them. Well, I think the uh, the plane of fire is um, rather fucked, to be honest. And the denzines of the plane of fire uh, seem to be following this whispering man god that um, we mentioned earlier. So that might, uh, might be something to do with it. Maybe they're cutting ties with their previous allies and um, slaughtering them for some reason. I don't know. I guess we're probably not going to get a huge amount of chance to chat to him about it but you never know sounds like madness to me it probably is I think that um, that's almost exactly what it is he, did you, have you heard of it? Did, we, did we ask you about the whispering man how much you knew about it before I can't actually recall yeah he, he told you that he'd never heard of the deity before but he'd met a, a crazed person in a village who was ah, going on, right. on about them that's right yeah and he um Go, also goes by the crawling chaos. Kind of gets you a bit of a hint at what kind of people he attracts. And apparently creatures too. Um, faith, fiend, or undead. undead, but not elemental, is it? What are you talking about? Uh, just just general things that affect. Um, I have protection from good or evil, which will protect against creatures. Aberrations, celestials, elementals, faith, fiend, and Elementals, there you go. I mean, yeah. do you want me to smudge that on your face so that as you're scouting? Uh, you could give me it. You could hit me up with a bit of protection. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. As long, uh, as, it do as, long as it doesn't make me glow and give, give away my position, I'll take it. it. Hmm? No, I think I, I, think I, was, I, think I was just being yeah. facetious, but... Yeah, just might do. Grant several benefits. Oh, I'll cast it and you can read it. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. The target can't be chance frightened or possessed. Yep. Good. Sounds good. Cheers. You're welcome. And I will head back out again. I feel uh, Glenbo's blessing upon you when you head 
deeper into the caves towards this light that you were seeing. And go on, do me one last stealth check. Oh, yeah. A 33. 33. <laughs> That's ridiculous. As it kind of is, isn't it? Let's be honest. That's what you're here for. Yep. So, Tommy, as you range your head here, getting a bit of a distance from the party, you go deeper into these caves and what you're starting to feel which is a little bit of a surprise considering how bad it is outside, you're starting to feel a lot of heat. It's almost sweltering in your heavy clothes, you're sweating. And as you're getting closer to this light, what you notice on the walls is you're no longer seeing all these pretty murals and pictures. You can see these black veins crawling along the walls. Almost, you think maybe it's plant life almost, but it's pulsing naturally. You see it on the floor in some places and you're careful to step over it. You can see it on the ceilings and all around you. It's very unnerving and unnatural. But with a 33, you come around a corner and you see what is causing all this light. Oh dear. I'm just waiting for Cookson to tell me what horrible thing he has conjured up. I thought you had a picture and I didn't and I was like, oh, ah, shit, it's coming. Here we go. Pregnant pause, and the screen goes black. Wonderful. Oh no, it's there. I'm gonna zoom out yeah. a little bit. Oh dear. Yeah. And uh, we might want to roll initiative. Nah. Nah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a hard pass from you? Yeah. Um. Mm. I mean, it, uh, can they see me? Uh, you're approaching them in stealth right now. So are you yes. taking your surprise round on them or running away? <laughs> my surprise you have successfully round. caught them by surprise, essentially. To run away. How far away is the rest of the party? They're about 60 feet behind you. Okay. If they want to get closer, they'd have to make stealth checks as well. But this is not This is normal terrain, right? This is normal terrain, yeah. Yeah, just double checking. A little warm, but it's normal. Well, I might as well, um, I might as well have a go. Uh, with my uh, try, try out my assassination why not well then let's let's roll initiative for everyone I've put you on the screen just so you can roll okay so let's get a tracker up and running here uh, 21 for Tommy that feels more like it oh I'll get advantage oh uh, yeah, I'll get advantage 22 okay. for R4 17, 17 for Sphere. and you get a 8. 8 dick I guess I guess she'll still kind of like Wandering a bit further back. I don't know. So, what did R4 get? Uh, sorry, 22, yeah. He's actually, he's, 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 he's the, the quickest off of the draw for all of us for somehow. I don't actually think R4's ever rolled better than that in his life for initiative. <laughs> so, uh, fortunately for you, my flame myrmidons rolled 24s for their initiative. Fuck so, off. yeah, they're doing quite well. So, Tom. They're surprised. They are surprised, so as we enter initiative, it is their turn first. And they are surprised, so they do absolutely nothing. Okay, so does that count for they taking a turn in combat yet? uh, I believe that is the case. I think you have to beat them on initiative to get your super fanciness. That's fine then, because I I still get advantage anyway, because I'm attacking from style. Yeah, you're going to get advantage, you just don't get the auto crit. Um, No, I do, because that, I think... Let me just read it again. Because... That is, uh, you. in addition, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. Yeah, it's no longer surprised. It was surprised. Surprised ends at the end of its turn. 
that's the the reason uh, why you want to go first. That's why initiative so important. To uh, you. I thought yeah. I thought it was I thought it was it, it was it was during my surprise round, but it's not. No, it's because so surprise is a condition. Surprise rounds don't exist. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's the difference between three point five. That's three point five thing, isn't it? Yeah, I recall still. Okay. You are very unlucky that I rolled a natural twenty for their initiative. Incredibly so. That was really annoying. Yeah, uh, maybe I, maybe I will just run away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I get advantage anyway because I'm. Um, you do. And I'm gonna fire my rifle at the top one, and I'm gonna do the same thing I did. Um, Again, I'm going to shoot it with a violent shot, it's called. So, rifle shot. So I draw it up, scope, um, the farther one, and with advantage. How many grip points you even got left? Uh, I get one every time I get a critical. I get one every time I kill something. But, mm. I, sh but I should have... Um, I've got two, so this is my second one, effectively. Because I don't think I got one back. So no, I killed one of the Yetis last. Yeah, so I have two anyway, and I got one back. Yeah, with the kill. So you know, technically I've got both of them, but it's fine. I won't probably only use one. Uh, so seventeen and seventeen points of damage. Hoping a seventeen hits. Seventeen does not hit. What the, the flying fuck? Bounces off its armor. Okay. Hit. Yeah. I'm going to run. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, yeah. Run. <laughs> um, join the rest of the party. So You're you ran. So you fired, then you what, moved and dashed? Uh, n no, I moved, which is 30 feet, and, I, and I'm going to use my bonus action to hide. Okay. This corner. Um, I feel like they're going to see you, but uh, when they when they get they around the corner, see the party. Yeah, <laughs> when they get around the corner, yeah, yeah. Wait, I okay, thought we were sixty feet away. <laughs> you are. So now you see Tommy running back towards you all. <laughs> yeah, if if I see him running, I'm going to run. <laughs> uh, little help. <laughs> I'm going to shout. Okay, well, that's the case. Let's move this fight to somewhere else. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, Kixon. Well, if, if I'd if I'd hit, I wouldn't have run away. Seventeen <laughs> doesn't hit. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> right, we're off the map. I'm just gonna put you somewhere else on the map. Okay. Well, I see how far these guys can move. Well, they move forty, basic. So, cool. Thirty, forty, and then thirty. Both going to dash right at you as they okay. come around the corner. So I'm going to reposition all of this. <laughs> they can't do anything else this turn. They're going to put a like, cloud kill in the middle, aren't they? Because it's a hallway and bullshit. Let's hope not. No. And let's also not give Cooks in any ideas. Oh, yeah, I know. Say, yeah, you've given him ideas, but these things, it's just going to be like fireball. Yeah. I really wish I had my ring of fire protection. I think I did. I think I have that I, on, actually. You have that. Yeah. I think I have that on. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What is, oh, I have to look it up, actually, because I don't normally oh, no, use I've it. Got it. I have it on. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, did we give it to you? Ah, yeah. okay. I have the ring of fire and the boots produce coal. 
Uh, <laughs> so you like it tepid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double immunity, bitches. <laughs> dick, dick comes from a um, like a small, grey, rainy country like the rest of us. Where um, <laughs> doesn't particularly like it when it's very warm. Doesn't particularly like it when it's very cold. It's like no, just slightly drizzly, please. Okay, so if you guys zoom out, you'll see I put you on a different section of the map to represent yeah. this. <laughs> okay, so that was everyone. We all go round essentially, and that was the fire Mimradon's turn as they both dashed after you, which means it's our force turn. <laughs> as he hears Tommy scream and run away. Just up ahead. I, I didn't scream. Lights... That would have given away my position. <laughs> uh, right, AR4. So, let's have a look. 25 feet. Can he get either side of Tommy there? Uh, I'd say he could get to that one. Okay. I don't think uh, this is part of the wall. Does he want to? Should he save that spot for somebody who's going to be a bit better in combat? Maybe he will. Maybe he'll move up to here and he'll take a shot he did pretty well on the last attack so give it a go a 23 and 22 points of piercing damage and the one directly above Tommy oh for you shooting like Tom fantastic <laughs> he has taken all of dick rolls really I think he? he has taken all of dick's rolls yeah well you know as long as one of us is doing some damage <laughs> Uh, you see uh, R4 moves into position and fires Wolf's Fang at the uh, closest fire Myrmidon to Tommy. And the hit's a good one, but this creature doesn't seem to take too much damage from it. Yeah. Which is a bit unfortunate. But it's something. <laughs> it's something. It is something. Uh, that's, that's all he can do this turn. Time for Rurik, as he sees this... Uh, Rapidly intensifying light head towards him. <laughs> Ooh, what's he gonna do? If he got like a cone of coal or something. <laughs> uh, he doesn't, but he does have one cool spell that might work in this particular scenario. Remind myself how it works. Oh, you know what? Let's uh, let's keep it simple and try to save Tommy's life. Just need to see if I need to touch you to do this or if I can do it at range. How long did your protection last, by the way, Sphere? Right, um, thought it was on the thing. No, it's not. Of course it's not. That'd be too easy. Protection from good and evil. What, you are protected? I think it lasts for ten minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. Okay, well, actually, if Tommy's already warded, fuck it, I think he'll go with a guiding bolt instead to try and make these things easy. Loosen these things up a little bit. So he's going to move up and, yeah, let's cast another guiding bolt, which is burning through these first level spells. So, guiding bolts on the one to the left-hand side. Uh, that is a 19 total. So, it's a 46 radiant damage he unleashes on this creature. 46? 46. All right. 16. <laughs> uh, so, 16 points of radiant damage, and... Look on the left you, one, did you say? Yes, and it's not immune to it, so that's nice. And... This one is now all sparkly and glowy and easier to hit. <laughs> like a vampire. <laughs> uh, oh, Tommy, I would know, wouldn't turn. I? 
You would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would. My turn. Right. Okay. Let's uh, let's put away the gun, draw the swords, and see what damage we can do. Uh, we'll go with Elements Wrath, which is currently doing lightning damage, I believe. And um, the short sword plus two, because the rapier plus two, I don't think it's going to do much against these things because it's a non-magical weapon, whereas the short sword plus two is at least a magical weapon. Uh, so let's start swinging. So short sword plus two. Are you hitting the glowing one for advantage? Uh, yeah, I will do. And that's a 31. Natural 20. Natural 20. Uh, eight piercing damage and an additional four damage on that. And I'm going to follow it up with another swing, cutting down the opposite angle, um, trying to put some um, put some damage on this bastard. So same again. Uh, this time it's just a regular attack, isn't it? It's just the first attack. Uh, would be, yep. Yeah. So I will say your first attack should have double sneak attack damage on it. Oh, it should, shouldn't it? Yeah, Thank your second you attack that. sadly misses with a 16, but that first one does even more damage. <laughs> so that's 46 on there, another 15 points of damage. Mm. Which is cool. Second attack misses, alas, but um, let's... Uh, hmm. Actually, we're in a bit of a tight spot here, and not a great place to be fighting. Do so not let's... use a fireball. <laughs> I, I won't use a fireball no. okay, I'm just checking Okay. I, I, I will do something that I don't normally do actually and I will use my bonus action to disengage Ooh. and I'm going to move down to here I think I can stand there can't I yeah that's fine yeah, move down to there to open up the uh, the melee combat field a little bit more Okay, so that's Tommy's turn. Nasty stab with that short sword and then a quick step backwards. Sophia, you're up. Right, so I'm going to take a side step to the left. Cha-cha real smooth. (laughs) Um, Going to send two arrows, hopefully. Yep. Two arrows to the left one. That's the only one you can see, really, so yep. Oh, yeah. 22 and 8, and a final 27 and 17. Nice. And then cha-cha real smooth to the left again. Two hops this time. <laughs> so no one, Everybody, no one your hands. <laughs> no one can see me. <laughs> I don't like all these natural 20s from you guys. That's not fair. Don't, wor- don't worry, I'm about to bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> the average is going to be a C plus from now on. Or the um, <laughs> the quality of hitting or the tone. <laughs> mm. Go on then, Mister Fate. Make your move. You see, oh, Dick's super confused as to why Tommy backed off. Because well, I know. But, <laughs> yeah, Dick just thinks you get in, get stuck in, in it. Yep, that's your modus operandi, Mister Barbarian. Mine is sneaky, sneaky, run away. Sometimes. I've learnt my lesson from doing doing the let's charge straight in head first. <laughs> I remember last time this fight occurred, the, the flame member nearly killed Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, with it. Tommy has a, um, a healthy uh, respect for fire, seeing as he gets set on fire quite a bit. Yeah. 
buildings. It's your own fucking fault. I am a hero. I tried to save people. Right, Rogar. Yeah, Dick. Yeah, Dick is a true hero, though. So, you know, <sighs> no, fuck it. Dick, Dick, Dick is just gonna run in because Dick doesn't know what these things are. It's like, big monster, kill it, and um. Yeah, I, I think I think Dick's gonna run in and reach because I'm hungry and I'm green. <laughs> and, Dick uh, smash. <laughs> Dick does smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go at the one that I saw Tommy hit. A Fourteen. Not good enough. Yes. And guess what? Oh, a 20! Woo! Woo! Hey! Ah, it parries your first blow away, but the second one hits home. And, and you deal a little bit of damage to this strange creature. Yeah, and I'm guessing I can't shield bash it. So. It's up to you. Interesting try. Can you... you might burn yourself, but you still got your um, ring of protection. True, Don't know I how do. much. How much that's going to protect you? To be fair. Uh, yeah, screw it. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and like knock it back five feet. Well, I'm. I'm assuming I can just knock it back five feet. So I will. Yeah. So gets knocked back five feet. Woo! And that's your turn, Mister Fate. Yep. Which means it's their turn, and this thing is going to sidle past you all here, get stuck in just to see how many people it's facing, and they surround you. And ah, both of them are going to activate the fiery strikes, which means they do an additional 1d10 fire damage on every successful hit. Okay. So okay. the first one, with advantage. Half. 19. Uh, meets it beats. Yeah. So that's 8 points of damage, 4 points of fire damage. And uh, is the regular damage fire damage as well, or is that just bludgeoning damage? No, regular damage is slashing So as they four... cut into you. And one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second I <love> attack. <laughs> I just love how much you can ignore this. It's amazing. Okay. 24. Uh, yeah, that's going to hit. So three and two. No. Yes. Two. And it's third attack. Again with 24. Nine, six. Five. Three. Half of three. One. Five. Round up two. Oh, no, seven. And... Chipping away. This is definitely <laughs> right. a thousand cuts, isn't it? Completely. <laughs> and the other one, it's just going to support its friend and do the exact same to you, Dick, with uh, three more attacks with advantage. Natural twenty. Ooh. Well, it's still it's it's, it's going to hit. So four, four. Right. That's an additional five slashing on top of that additional five fire to go with the original eight and ten. Plus. Right, I'm gonna... <laughs> you didn't realise when you picked a barbarian you were going to have to do more maths than any I know, other character. I know, I'm doing a ridiculous <laughs> amount of maths here, so that's a three, so that'd be a ten. Carry the one. A three, which becomes a, so becomes a two, so... Oh, for, for, for that quit, that crit, it was twelve damage. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't rub it in, dude. I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm trying to work this out. (laughs) (laughs) Second attack. 
Ooh, finally a miss with a 14. <laughs> and third right, and final Homer. attack. 25. Uh, okay. So that's another nine points of slashing. Uh, sorry, six points of slashing, four points of fire. I'm in it! I'm still in it! <laughs> <laughs> and with that devastating turn done, all those heavy slash marks. I mean, you guys watch almost a little bit in awe as Dick stands there and gets cut to ribbons, but is still standing. Just about all of you begin to hear chanting echoing throughout these halls, worming its way around the twists and turns of this cave structure. And you feel that heat begins to intensify. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, please be the druids, please be the druids, please be the druids. The, the, the druids will not help us. <laughs> At least I can't see that they will. Uh... Well, the fire elementals are killing the druids. Yeah, but I think the druids, I think we, I think we met the druids already. I don't know what's better, I don't know. I think they may be, might be all a bit dead. Yeah. But we'll see. Let's mm-hmm. find out next week. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Any time Cookson gives that little evil laugh, I know it's all going to shit. Yeah. Well, at Things least I didn't good. waste a wheel or woe like question on this. Shit. Well, that's true because we we knew we knew what the outcome was. <laughs> we, yeah. we we we'd let's not kid ourselves. And uh, as always, you can blame Rogar for this particular scenario. Of course, we what can. Did- what? <laughs> what did I do now? The, 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 the whole the whole plane of fire getting fucked, possibly. Yeah, these things only exist because of you. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Give me so many more fun toys to play with. Oh uh, man. You see, you see, and I only got I only got to do like half, like like one of like so many different planes. I'm like quite good. You're <laughs> so lax. Well, I, I for that at least I'm grateful. Yeah, <laughs> you're a lazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. And if you wish to support the show, do check out our Patreon at patreon.com/gtmp. You'll find a bunch of different tiers there of support. So. Uh, do whatever you feel is uh, we're worthy of. You know, tip us a little bit. We, you do we enjoy you. that. You do you. Yeah, we're only going to guilt you slightly into. Yeah, I'm just going to guilt you a little. Free. Yeah, just a little you know, bit. You know. Aside from that, though, if you don't want to spend any money, you can always go to our D and D Beyond referral link, which you'll find uh, linked in the credits of this episode on whatever podcast provider you use. If you click that link, all it'll do is take you to D&D Beyond and we'll uh, get a little bit of support from that, which is great and it doesn't cost you anything. So do check it out. Aside from that, if you want to chat to any of us, we are all on Twitter. I am there as at TreasonNo and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, all at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I'll turn you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. It's Ask Dick! Hello, my name is Dick Fate.
the Agony Ant for Varadin. This week, I have a message from Amy. It reads, My name is Amy Owens. Greetings from the bubble. Ever since the lockdown, there's not been much to do. So I've been having relations with the man next door. His wife is a fool who bought some kobolds she thinks are dogs. And I think they ate my son. Anyway, now he's gone, I'm free to do what I want and run away with him. Shall I do it? <coughs> Dear Amy, why the fuck not? His wife is an idiot. Get yourself some dick. It's Ask Dick. Love it. Cracking <laughs> episode, that one. Cracking. <laughs> Baradin's really uh, fallen to depravity in the bubble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, it's just the end times in there, and they're just doing whatever. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, um, following on from that, um, we continue the uh, the Tommy's Big Book of Spells. Yeah, so uh, E, E's a fairly uh, fairly common one. In fact, uh, in fact, one of them might come, I've come across a few times in his podcast, but played by, uh, well, uh, other party members. And that would be, E is for Eldritch Blast. Yes, Warlock. You know, you know the one. The only one you can bloody cast. Yes, it is the famous cantrip that only warlocks can cast, and it's the only one that they do cast. A beam of crackling energy streaks towards a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the creature target. On a hit, the target takes D10 force damage. The spell creates more than one beam when you reach higher levels. Two at 5th level, three at 11th level, and four at 17th level. You can direct the beams at the same target or different ones. Make a separate attack roll for each beam. And also, you can augment Eldritch Blast into all kinds of wonderful things, like Agonizing Blast, or you can do all kinds of strange and weird and wonderful things, because when you've only got one spell you can cast, you might as well cast it well. As uh, Bruce Lee once said, uh, I fear not the man that can cast a thousand spells, but the man who's cast one spell a thousand times. I may have misquoted that. Love it. Love it. I don't think the pod actually picked up my laugh on that, so. She did laugh. See, I'm validated. (laughs) (laughs) As you said, E is for Etin, which is a foul two-headed giant with crude characteristics of an orc. It never bathes if it can help it, and its thick skin is usually encrusted with a thick layer of dirt and grime beneath the stinking hide it wears. Its long, strangly hair hangs unkempt, messy with it around its face, and its breath stinks uh, from mouths reeked with crooked teeth and tusks. But that's enough about Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he got married on my birthday. He deserves that. Stealing your thunder. What a prick. He did. He did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya.
Hey there, best friends. It's Danny. It's it's also Erica. <laughs> Erica is here also. I am alive. We're here to tell you about a little network called the Necropodicon Network. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's world renowned. We thank them at the end of our show every single week. Yeah, and you never check them out, do you? Well, this is your time. Yeah, we're finding you on other podcasts now yeah, to tell you fronting. that you need to check out the Necropodicon Network. Stop saying you support the Necropodicon Network and just do it. Stop running from the truth. They have role-playing podcasts they have horror podcasts they have comedy podcasts they have movie review podcasts there are lots of fun podcasts over there and you're missing out if you don't go over to necropodicon.com right now so get that sweet tookus off your keep that sweet tookus on your couch and google necropodicon.com <laughs> Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.